Small College Basketball would like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support. Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. That's visitcentralflorida.com. Welcome back to the Small College Basketball Podcast. I'm Chris Cottrell. And I'm Rob Gardner. With more than 25 combined years of college basketball coaching experience, we bring you the only podcast with news, scores, highlights, interviews, and insight from across NCAA Division II, Division III, NAIA, USCAA, and the NCCAA men's basketball. We hope you 2022-2023 season as we celebrate small college basketball programs, players, and coaches together. Welcome back, small college basketball fans. This is the Small College Basketball Podcast, where Rob Gardner and I talk about all things small college basketball, NCAA Division II, NCAA Division III, NAIA, NCCAA, and USCAA. Let's get right into it. Uh, We've had some time off. We've celebrated the holidays. We've seen the non-conference schedule heat up, and now we're getting into conference play the last time. Rob and I spoke. We were previewing the Small College Basketball Champions Classic. Rob, so much has happened between then and now. But first, how was your holiday season? And hit us with what's going on with Lander Women's Basketball. Man, Chris, the holiday season was great. And it's just great to be back with you talking, you know, D2, D3, small college basketball here. But the holiday season was fantastic. You know, some great times with friends, with family, you know, so and, you know, my wife and I were both kind of born and bred in the Midwest, but we've relocated down to South Carolina now. And so, but we went back up for the holidays to the Midwest where it was frigid cold. And you know what I'm talking about there. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, we spent a couple of days in Ohio, a couple of days in Indiana with some uh, very chilly temperatures, but still great to see family, great to see friends around the holidays. And, and later, women's basketball is doing good. They got a big win here a couple of days ago, off to a little ride. Start, but you know i know they're going to turn it around here as they get to conference play and you know they're really coming together they're buying into the team concept and you know i know their head coach phenomenal head coach and she's going to get them rolling here as we get into conference play but what what about you man you know how was new york you know do you avoid some of the blizzard how's the high school team looking man we we got very lucky we avoided the blizzard uh, you know spent a lot of time with friends and family uh, had our first Christmas with our baby. So like all that, all that was, uh, was magical. It was a lot of fun. And then high school team is doing really well. You know, we're four and five. We, we went two and one over the holiday break. We're hitting the road for three out of our next four, which when you travel in New York, it's, you know, this time of year, it's dark and cold first thing in the morning. And it's dark and cold whenever you get home. So uh, we have to we have to kind of get uh, focused on just getting better in practice. But man, our kids are buying in. We got some young kids who are really playing well, and and I'm excited. I mean, at four and five, we have a chance to really make a push here in January. So we're 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 doing the best we can uh, to get ready to be road warriors. But man, it's exciting. It's an exciting time of year. There's basketball on TV. There's basketball going on all over the place. And we have so much to get to. I mean, so you, you could call this whatever you want, Rob. This could be our uh, this could be our holiday edition, our mid-season edition. Could be our New Year's resolution edition. I mean, any New Year's resolution. That's what I'm saying. Any 2023 resolutions for you? Ah, 
Not really, you know. It's just I, I'm just excited to, to get back here with basketball, get back here, you know, talking hoops with you. And, yeah, just excited to get back on here. And, you know, really just captivated by, once again, all the volatility. You know, we talked about just so many contenders from the variety of levels. So just excited to get back on here, a highlight, promote, you know, all the player coaches and stories across the country in men's basketball. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year, and we are quickly approaching. You know, this time of year into February goes so fast. Uh, when you're involved in, in the basketball season, it's hard to really put into words. So uh, let's roll. Let's get right into what's happening across small college basketball. And, Rob, we need to start in the USCAA, the United States Collegiate Athletic Association. We haven't, uh, haven't been able to touch on them a whole lot, but we are three weeks into the coaches' poll. The top team right now, as of today, Paul Quinn College, 6-3 and three overall. Uh, they are ranked number one in the country for USCAA. Uh, Brighton Stratton out of Buffalo is number two. Atlantis University at 9-5 and five is number three. Bryant and Stratton out of Albany is 8-6. and six. They are the fourth-ranked team in USCAA. Rounding out the top five, Salem University. Number six is the Apprentice School. They've won three in a row. They said at seven and five. Brian and Stratton out of Syracuse is eight and four. They've won four in a row. Number eight, Mid Atlantic Christian University. Number nine, Bluefield State University. Uh, and, and leading the way in scoring for the USCAA guard, DJ Little. Super quick, uh, averaging 20 points per game for Bryant Stratton of Buffalo. Brian Stratton of Buffalo leads the USCAA in scoring average. They're averaging almost 90 points per game, 89.2. They sit in the top five nationally in overall field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, and they lead the nation in assists per game. So I don't care what level you're, you're watching, what level you're playing. You talk about averaging 20 assists per game. You got to have guys that share it and guys that make it. I mean, that's, and that's, a, that's a hell of a tw- trend that they're on right now. Brighton Stratton has won four of their last six. They're 2-0 and in, lead play, in league play. I mean, 20 assists a game. Rob, that's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, relatively speaking to who we're talking about, that's Lincoln Memorial type, you know, assist numbers. That's, you know, Lander type assist numbers. That's Nova Southeastern type assist numbers right there. And so, you know, and this, you know, kind of goes for, you know, the USCAA, the NCCAA, you know, maybe aren't as familiar with this, all right, as far as this level of basketball, these teams. But just like when a lot of people aren't familiar with Division Two, a lot of people aren't familiar with Division Three. this is a big-time level of basketball. There are a lot of talented teams, a lot of talented players, some guys that are going to go on, Chris, and play pro, you know, over in Europe for a couple years. And so this is a very high level of basketball that just because you might not be familiar with it doesn't mean it's not a great level of basketball. But, hey, that's why we're here, all right? familiar with these levels of basketball absolutely absolutely and the uscaa will have more rankings coming out that we'll touch on in our upcoming episodes let's jump rob to the nccaa the national christian college athletic association uh throughout november december the top five schools remain the same number one grace they are 11 and one overall number two is bethel university sitting at eight and three Southwest Assemblies of God, they are eight and four, and they are number three in the country for NCCAA. Cedarville, number four, they are six and three. Uh, Asbury rounds out the top five, nine and two uh, for NCCAA Division I programs. Malone, Ottawa, Arizona, Warner round out six, seven, and eight. 
New additions, uh, Geneva and Sterling, they are in the top 10, number nine, number 10, respectively, in the most recent coaches poll a week ago uh, in December. So I want to take a moment because we're talking about just becoming aware of how talented are, Rob. In the NCCAA, the leading scorer is Lyle Tipton out of Geneva College. He's averaging 26 points per game. The next the next leading scorer is Nick Fort of Asbury. He is averaging 24 points per game, and he's pulling in 11 rebounds per game. So he's averaging a double-double. That's a big number, man. Yeah, wherever you play, those are, those are incredible numbers, incredible talent. And, like, so let's talk about the other guys averaging double-doubles. So college players averaging a double-double, Will Philpott of Alice Lloyd, 14 points per game, 11 rebounds per game. Daniel Estes, Bethesda University, 12 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. Adam Stolfsus, he's averaging a double-double for Lancaster Bible. Again, you may not have heard of Lancaster Bible, but to average 11 and 11 through 11 games or 12 games at the college level is pretty impressive. You're putting right? in work if you're averaging 11 and 11. I don't care if you're playing at Duke or if you're playing, you know, at, at, you know little kids of the poor. All right? You put yeah, in Nate, 11 and 11, you're a beast. Yeah, 15 and 10 from a man Nate Addis out of Payne College. Thomas Donati, 10 points, 10 rebounds per game for Judson University. Braylon Hawkins of Champion Christian College, 13 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. Andre Shelby of Central Christian College in Kansas, 10 points per game, 10 rebounds per game. I mean, if you're averaging a double-double, I think that's 13 guys or 12 guys. If you're averaging a double-double, you can play college basketball, and chances are your game would translate to an even higher level. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's my humble opinion. Yeah, no question about it. And once again, I mean, like you said, Chris, put up monster numbers there, right? It's, this, once again, this is men's basketball. This isn't boys' basketball, right? These are grown men playing in college, playing against other grown men. And so putting up those type of numbers consistently, all right, like you said, through 10 games, through 11 games, we're halfway through the season right now, and these guys are averaging these numbers, that, that, that's, something, that, that's a big-time accomplishment so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like, we're kind of going from the lowest level that we cover up to NCAA division two, up to the highest, but a really overlooked and underappreciated level is NAIA. So Rob, like, let's talk NAIA for a little bit, spend a little time on them. I know you've been digging deep into some of the, the top performing teams and top performing players, but uh, you know, the coaches poll recently came out the NAI hoops report recently came out. Um, and, and those are pretty consistent one through three Arizona Christian tops, both polls, Thomas Moore tops uh, is, is second in both polls and college of Idaho is number three in both polls. And it's pretty, it's pretty clear. Those are the top three teams in NAI basketball. Yeah. NAI has had a lot of volatility this year and, you know, Arizona Christian kind of, the year off number one in the country. They took a loss and, you know, two losses. They're at 13 and two now, but coach Jeff Rudder has got such a great program there. They're back at number one in the country. All right. Now kind of breaking down their numbers a little bit. All right. They're a very balanced team. All right. They're number 81 in the country with offensive efficiency at point one, one points per possession. They're number 42 in the country. Defense efficiency at point one six. Now they're led by three studs, Trent Hudgens, Bryce Davis, and Paul Hayden. And so, you know, once again, you know, it's not about going undefeated, 
All right. And, you know, the a college basketball season is a marathon. So, you know, you might take, you know, a couple of losses or two, but it's all about how do you learn? How do you respond? How do you, you know, grow from those losses? And so Arizona Christian, even though they've got two losses, they're still the number one team in the country. I think both of us, Chris, expect them to be there contending for the national championship come March and April. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Arizona Christian, the balance they have offensively, the size they can defend with. I think they're I think they're a really good team from what I've seen. You know, number four is Grace out of Indiana, according to the coaches poll. Number five, Oklahoma Wesleyan. And those teams, those teams are also in the top seven in the NAI hoops report. You know, Rob, there's an undefeated team at Langston, Oklahoma. They're number seven in the country. Like we've got some great teams sitting at nine and one, eleven and zero, uh, twelve and one, ten and two. You know what teams stand out to you so far in that top twenty-five? I mean, honestly, I think I want to go to Thomas More, man. I know it's not one of the teams you mentioned there, Chris. Yeah, but right. Thomas More is a very fascinating team. Just in, in kind of okay. Let's step back and take a, a a big picture view of Thomas More. All right, for those who are like Thomas More, had been a Division three program for years and was a very successful Division Three program. On the women's side, they won national championships at Division Three. Now, they've been NAI now for a couple years. Coach Justin Ray, I can't remember he's in his fourth year there, but got into the Final Four last year. And that's a big-time accomplishment, and they're transitioning now from NAI to Division Two next year. So, you know, they're really going through, you know, the, kind of an upward trajectory, D3, NAI to Division Two, But, you know, even though they're going to be D2 next year, he's got them at 12 and two already this year. They were number one in the country. All right. Then they took a look to Shawnee and Freed Hardeman, but they, they run a very unique system. And, you know, they're led by Reed Jolly, Casey George, Noah Pack. And, and offensively, they, they run a very creative system with a lot of point series stuff, a lot of Princeton actions, a lot of splits. And, you know, Noah Pack's up there as a big guy, really, you know, dropping a lot of dimes, making some good passes, backdoor passes. Reed Jolly is just a physical beast, right? 19.7 rebounds. They got two little guards that, you know, are very tough guards. They got Casey George and Logan Swagger. Both are redheads. So I just want to throw that in there for you, Chris. I like that. Right. I like that. So, but, you know, Justin Ray's done a great job at Thomas More. And once again, a little bit about Thomas More, earlier in the season, they were number one in the country in men's basketball in the country in women's basketball. And so just they really got it rolling there. And, you know, they, they've got wins over Indiana Wesley already this year. They got wins over Georgetown. They got wins over Cumberland. So they're not sneaking up on anyone after being in the Final Four last year. I mean, they're, they're getting everyone's best shot, and they're still 12-2, and two, number two in the country. And so they really got it rolling. But, you know, looking at Grace then, too, Grace, I mean, Chris, they got talent. I mean, oh yeah, Coach oh, yeah. Scott Moore. I mean, it's once again we can talk about all the X's, the O's, and all these you know creative splits and gets and you know different you know creative actions. But when you got Frankie Davidson, you got Kate Gibbs, you got Elijah Malone. I mean, Coach Scott Moore knows this about the Jimmys and the Joes. That's right. Not the X's and the O's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just got some talented dudes. And once again, I mean, Grace is a very traditional, successful program. Um, you know, they've been successful there for years. Coach Scott Moore, I think he's his third or fourth. But they've got wins over Arizona Christian at Arizona Christian. That's a big-time win. Wins over Oregon Tech, Cornerstone. And so they're an elite offensive, the 96th percentile in points possession, 1.02 points per 
action. All right, 97% on post-ups. All right, you can just pretty much chalk that up to big boy Elijah Malone. 1.16 points per possession. He is a low down low, man. He's just wreaking havoc, not only in the crossroads league, but against teams all over the country. And then defensively, I mean, they guard the shot, they guard the, the jump shots well, like 96% in 86% pick and roll ball handler. And so they're just a very balanced team of offensive talent and defensively, they're they're connected. They're they they have great cohesion. They're on a string. And so you know, Coach Scott Moore, he's really got them rolling. They're going to be a heady contender come March and April. And you mentioned uh, when you're talking about Thomas Moore, I want to go back earlier. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Thomas Moore. You mentioned Freed Hartman. They jumped into the top 25 uh, after not being in the top 25. They're at number 19 as of this poll. They're playing well. They're 10 and two. Yep. You've got you've got Huntington out of Indiana. They're new to the top 25. Morningside out of Iowa, new to the top 25. I mean, the parity that we're seeing this year in the NAI, Rob, has been pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, and you know, it, it varies. You know, it's fun looking at different levels, right? Division two, you know, is fairly scattered across the country. NAI is really scattered across the country yes. as opposed to, you know, hey, I'm, I was a division three player. Division three is somewhat regionally located in the Midwest, East Coast. Now there's a couple really good teams in Texas, a couple really good teams in California. All right. Some teams in, in the Midwest as well. But, you know, NAI, there are great teams all across the country. And so it, it's really great to see whether it's Arizona Christian all the way out in Arizona, you know, you said Morningside in Iowa, Huntington and in Indiana jumping into the top 25. And so it's just a tremendous level of basketball that encompasses the entire country. Yeah. And there was one, there's one really big top 25 matchup last week. Um, number 17, Indiana tech, they defeated Indiana Wesleyan, uh, Indiana tech, improved to 13 and two on the season. Uh, Roy Stein led the Warriors. He had 18 points, four rebounds. Grant Smith had 13 points. Um, you know, they were 51% from the field. They held Indiana Wesleyan to 45%. Uh, Indiana Wesleyan was led by Javon Buchanan, 20 points and five rebounds. That's a big top 25 matchup. Second time that's happened in their league. Um, you know, Rob, one thing I do want to point out, like we're not touching on everyone in this episode. A lot's happened. We are hitting on the storylines and the rankings and the teams and some of the big performances that we've noticed over the last three or four weeks. So if we leave someone out, like it's not that we're not getting to you, not that we don't respect you. We're just hitting on what the biggest news has been in the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And once again, I mean, Chris, there are 238 NAIA teams. There's 413 Division Three teams, 296 Division Two teams. And so, hey, I mean, I know you and I both would love to talk about each one of them. And we probably could. All right. But I think <laughs> break, that would break our, our podcasting equipment. I think, you know, we break a lot of things if we you know, were on the phone that long talking about that many teams. Yeah. And that, that just some but some like some great some great events across the country for NAI. We head on, uh, we head on the show, which takes place over Thanksgiving. You know, one of the big events takes place out in Arizona, uh, in Chandler, Arizona. It's the cactus classic. And it's one of the, it's, it's one of the biggest tournaments of the year for NAI. The, the Christmas tournament with more than, uh, with, with 12 teams, including number one, Arizona state, Arizona Christian, you know, they won all three games. They beat Montana Western. They beat Providence 
out of Montana, and they beat Olivia Nazarene. Number 24, Carol, was upset. So, again, the parody that we're seeing across the country, uh, Carol out of Montana was upset by Ottawa, Arizona, and Olivia Nazarene. They're both receiving votes. Uh, Montana State Northern got a big win over the Masters. Hope International was 2-1 and one, uh, on their trip out to the Cactus Classic. So, again, just incredible matchups in NAI across the board. Any teams that stand out to you, Rob, that you haven't hit on yet? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you touched on a little bit there. College of Idaho, um, you know, Coach Kobe Blaine has them rolling there, 12-1 and one so far. They're 84 on both offensive and defensive efficiency. And so, you know, number four in the country there, they're led by Johnny Radford, 13 points per game, Drew Wyman, 11 points per game, Tyler Robinette, 11 points per game. Their only loss was the Arizona Christian first game of the year. So since then, they've won 11 straight, and they're just at right now, right? Oklahoma Wesleyan is Johnny Boswick, got him at 13-1, and one, number five in the country. Defense. They are locked down, 98 percentile efficiency in the country at 0.75 points per possession. I mean, that is just absolutely locked down. They're led by Jaden Litsky, 16 points per game. Caleb Stokes, 12 points per game. Brandon Bird chipping in 12 points per game as well. And so, you know, you see just the different teams doing things differently, whether it's, you know, pressing, whether it's pack line defense, whether it's gap defense. You know, hey, run and gun, whether it's slow the, you know, slow the game down, limit possessions. And so that's where, you know, it's really interesting as, as a basketball nerd to really see some of the diversity of action, right? The variety of how the games play because basketball is art. You know, it's not oh, a yeah. science. And yeah. so, you know, the, there's so many different ways the game can be played. And that's just what's so much fun watching these different teams. It's just the variety and the diversity of games played. And if you want to hear more from Donnie Bostwick and Oklahoma Wesleyan, we had him on the podcast last year in our first season, episode 16. So a great listen. He'll talk more about uh, how he runs his program, what he does offensively, defensively, the relationships he has with his players. Uh, but a great interview. Coach Bostwick was fantastic on last season's podcast. And, and Rob, we're talking about, you know, the varying styles, uh, the varying styles in NAIA. You know what stand? What numbers stand out to you? Any other? Any good numbers? What good? What good basketball nerd numbers you got for us right now? Well, I got one. I guess it's two, real quick. But it's just an individual. I mean, he's he's got to be pre, at least at this point here, as we sit here and starting twenty twenty three, the leader for national player of the year, and that's Mason Walters out of Jamestown. Right? He's got his team number nine in the country, ten and two, averaging Chris thirty one game and fourteen rebounds per game. All right. He's number two in the country in points per game, number one in the country in rebounds per game, shooting 69% field, 39% from three, 79% from the free throw line. So, I mean, I know it could just have a great year. Giannis is having a great year. (laughs) And so, you know, Mason Walters is just on a tear right now. And, you know, so he's killing it. But overall, I mean, he's a big contributor, but Jamestown is number one in, in NAI in offensive efficiency, 1.12 points per possession. Maryville State is number one in points per game, averaging over 100 points per game. All right. And then I got to give out, you know, once again, a little Dar- make Daryl Morey happy here. Right. Most points off three, science and arts of Oklahoma, they're averaging 34 points per game off threes. And so, wow. you know, they, that's hey, impressive. They're, they're, they're making shooter happy too. They're chucking them from the cheap seats, man. And they're going in. 
if if you're a shooter, go there. Yes. If you want to get shots up, go there and don't show mm-hmm. them zone. No. Don't show them zone. <laughs> don't Not show them zone. Hey, Rob, this has been fantastic. A breakdown of the USCAA, the NCCAA, and NAIA. Check back, uh, listeners, check back with Rob and I tomorrow. We'll have the same kind of recap for NCAA Division II and NCAA Division III. Rob, let's sign off, and we'll, uh, we'll touch base with everyone tomorrow, talk more small college basketball. Look forward to it, Chris. Thank you for listening to this week's Small College Basketball Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like and subscribe for our weekly episodes and interviews devoted to the incredible players, teams, coaches, alumni, and history all across levels of small college basketball. And if you're a fan of the Small College Basketball Podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We encourage our fans to use the link attached to this episode to share the Small College Basketball Podcast with your family, friends, and other small college basketball fans. The Small College Basketball Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast episodes. You can follow Small College Basketball on Twitter and Facebook or visit our website, www.smallcollegebasketball.com. Small College Basketball would like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support. Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. That's visitcentralflorida.com.